0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, September the 23rd, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your guy, Friday, Eric Cedarstrom, and we're broadcasting live on this beautiful September morn from the the hole-in-the-ceiling studios in beautiful Deer Valley, Arizona, and I hope this finds you well no matter where you are in this wide world of sports gone mad. This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, things that you can count on when times get tough. Call 1-800-951-0592 and get an order in. Or you can go to allamericangold.com, and uh, when it comes up right there, the top says order now. That doesn't mean you have to, you know, call anybody. You can just click. goes out to product. You can just click your way to financial freedom at allamericangold.com. Or you can do it the old way and go one 800 951 Call us collect, click us direct, but get a hold of us today. I'm sitting with the president and owner of this company, Joe Jaquin, who lets me in on Fridays to espouse my opinion, because let's face it, everybody's entitled My Opinion. It's Friday, and it's football night in America, high school football night, and your son is playing as well, and I plan on attending the game at uh, the stadium that I played at 40 years ago. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, happy Friday. Glad to have you here, and uh, don't, don't forget, uh, also online, you can now uh, sign up there to follow us on, I, I want to get this right, SoundCloud, on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah, and that way you get an email notification every time the podcast gets posted. No so kidding? Yep. Yeah, you, you know, you don't have to call and say, is it up yet, or go look it. you'll get email, uh, you'll get notified that the podcast is up, sometimes, uh, uh, for whatever reason, if there's a technical difficulty in Colorado or Phoenix, and we're on in one place but not the other, you can still get the show. So it's going to say, "Hey, get a load of this!" Get a <laughs> load- <laughs> Click on that. All right, well that's kind of nice. So sure. many things that were, you know what? I Lawrence? heard you're talking to Ramon. You guys are going to have tech meetings now. We're going to have a tech meeting. Yes, we're going to the cloud. Uh believe it or not, whatever the, I don't really know what it means. I don't know it, what that means, but it's supposed to make it easier for us to uh you know what, that operate means. that site, and That's we're awesome. also getting a new shopping cart coming here we we're closing cart. in it's gonna be have more bells and whistles, more products than ever before, better everything. Are you so. sure you're not becoming homeless? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a new shopping cart, I plan on stealing it. <laughs> I'm getting the good ones. I'm got, getting the HW wheels. Yeah. yeah. I can sleep under it. It'll hold just about anything I can find on the I-17. Not not one of those whole food shopping carts. You know, I don't know about the whole cloud thing either. I mean... They, I don't you know, even know what that really means. I know. Cedar scrum's your head's in the clouds today. Right. <laughs> I guess that's now a good thing. So so we're headed to the cloud. Uh, all, you know, it, behind the scenes, the you know, the, always the... You, you just go out and you point and click and there it is. And, and we want to make sure that... Uh, that continues to happen. Well, I gotta tell you that uh, I couldn't be happier. It's fall. I know. Yeah, officially, and we had 60s a, a in the 60s at my house this morning. It's, it's actually nice to go outside at five, Sarah's here. Yes, about 5:30 in the morning. She's got the wind or the door open out front, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's like getting out of prison, ladies and gentlemen, when you live here. <laughs> Uh, when it's a hundred, always it never cools down. You know, nobody's outside. It's six figures. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You go out August, it's t- midnight. That's about the only time I ever swim, too. By the way, now so it's midnight in August. <laughs> the rest of the time, never get in the pool. You know, so I don't know why I tell you that. I never know where the show's going to go because I'm your guy, Friday. I got about twenty different things that we could talk about today. We'll we'll try to get to all of them. I think number one on the list is um, the riots that are starting in this country and are becoming more prevalent, which, as predicted here, we talked about this uh, two years ago, and this is little by little, but now they're becoming more and more frequent for less and less. And it's not, I I don't think, as much a race thing as you would think. I believe it's a socioeconomic thing that, you know, I was looking at some of the videos out of Charlotte, and, uh, you know, they're not all African American. I mean, you know, they, they appear to be you know 50-50 mix of of whites and 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 colored. So you know it's it, it's crazy that, that you have a, you have a, a black police and a and a, a black perp and and somehow it's a racist thing. I don't get it. I don't get it at all because it isn't a racist thing. You're just witnessing a show. But what you're witnessing is if you have time to riot, obviously you're not working. And I believe that that is what stem the 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 core problem of all of this because they're just looking for anything at this point in time because they have nothing else to do and it's not going to get better and it'll become uh more and more as again i predicted this two years ago go back and play play the podcast the riots have started when we start in ferguson i believe that to be the beginning and i believe it's not going away and i believe it's going to get much much worse and i mean ultimately the election that is coming here will probably have some riot ramifications one way or another, whichever way it works out, because this is what this country has come down to. So if you're not working, raising a family, and obviously we have an entire generation of people with tons of energy, no money, and no job. Well, you think about it, just look at the demographic. It really highlights uh, what it is that you're talking about, because the male, ages 25 to 54, They've been devastated. The worst. The worst. That's everybody. The, well, you're talking about males, 25 to 54. Who do you think's out there? You do do it in the variety males twenty five to fifty four and, and you're just seeing what about the pre twenty five year old twenty five and younger well you know again they're they're also affected in, is that in, a millennial they, but those millennials yes I guess I, I well I think millennials are actually probably up into what thirty now okay I got a homework assignment for all you people that are out there when you get a chance to next week drive by an elementary school at, at pickup time or drop off if it works better for you. And take a look at the parents. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Forget the kids. The kids, I think, pretty much look. Kids at are our kids. kids, right? But look at the parents. And I happened to do that by accident, right down the street here at Warehouse University. A, that, that charter uni- school there. I made the mistake of turning there at three o'clock yesterday. Oh, bad, bad idea. You know, these kids go to school in a warehouse. We'll talk about that when we get back. elementary school okay go look at 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 the parents dropping the children off now i have to tell you Mary, i talked about this uh when my when my children went to uh, were in high school and grade school i was they had the grade school the middle school and the high school all together up there in cave creek so you can see going in in kindergarten for a second you know the girls have ribbons in their hair and and their dresses on and they skip into the classroom and the kids are clean cut and then you look over at the middle school and you're like (laughs) <laughs> the wheels are kind of coming off a little bit. Hey, you look at the high school, you know, and it's just like, oh, what happened to these kids? So now I'm looking at the parents dropping off. The kids look the same. You know, they got them fairly clean. I don't know. and uh, But it just makes me wonder what this generation, these millennials that are going to be gadding these kids through this system, what they're going to look like when they come out the other end it should be quite interesting. So just saying. But, uh, the tattoos on the parents, the beards. What's with the beards? That is very... I don't know if that's everywhere. What is with the beards? I mean, over half of the fathers... Very prevalent here. Like it's World Series time or something. I don't know. I mean, there's no shave November. I think I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to do it. So, and I'll tell you why, because I've never had a beard, and I don't think I can grow one. And hair does not grow on steel, as we all know. (laughs) But... uh, But I thought I'd try it, see, because every time I do it, my wife gets mad. I will say this: it's mine's got a lot more gray in it. Yeah, well, you can grow one. Oh, I can grow one. I could grow one like when I was thirteen. That's well, see, you see. Yeah. (laughs) I just, you know, some guys are luckier than others. I guess so. It's a great day to be alive. If I was born in the '70s, I'd have been. Well, I should say, if I was a twenty-something in the '70s. But the teacher. Speaking of teachers, we got Glenn Biddle, great guy. Great. By the way, Glenn called me out saying, hey, because I made the comment yesterday about how our teachers in the education system in America try to change history. And they tell you, you know, and my example was like the Boston Tea Party. You know, they, they had these kids believe that, that the whole thing was actually about tea and that they dumped the tea out into the harbor. And and they don't actually tell you the real reason, which, which was, was racism. You know. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, Glenn was like, "Hey, I'm in three I teach it right, because it really all had to do about you know things you talk about like." The economy and economics, and it had to do with fiat money. And, and, you know, how Massachusetts had instituted fiat money, and then all of a sudden England said, hey, we don't want that fiat money. You need to buy everything in gold and silver again. And, of course, they didn't have any gold and silver. Well, the way it was taught, which is kind of what we have today, taxation without representation. right? Because if you're a Republican in Colorado, you didn't get to vote at all (laughs) (laughs) for anybody. But keep sending your taxes. It's the same deal. And then they started the Tea Party thing, which just turned into this, you know, say, pick one, Republican, Democrat, turned into this milk toast, worthless organization that you actually became Trey chic to be photo-opt-in. Yeah, we're going to change America, by God. Oh, yeah, we're going to lower the tax rate one-tenth of 100%. <laughs> and uh, we're going to stop government spending. No, but, you, no. If you really want to have a tax Tea Party, and, and it'll get to this. You know, Hillary Clinton proposed a 65% estate tax. Deal from Bernie Sanders, so sixty-five percent of what you work for. Well, that seems fair. Just hand it out, right? So we'll just take it. I mean, because let's face it: when you call it confiscation, people get upset, right? They don't like that. They don't like that word. So yeah, you just we'll just tax it, right? Once you're dead, uh, we'll just take it. Thank you very much for playing. But how about everybody? The uh, everybody, you know, the upper people that pay taxes, which is only. 38% Thirty-eight percent of the population now. I think it's what, when you figure corporations and everything, so just you, me, and you people listening—we're the people that are actually paying taxes. If we all got in our cars and drove to the Boston Harbor and threw our tax returns in on April 15, that would get some attention. Now that would be—that would be a Tea Party and the check. So you could call the IRS, going, uh, "Yeah, I mailed it." Wait a minute. It water mail. So I'd like to stay on the air. <laughs> Once again, the IRS. I know you're listening. Yeah, I that is Eric Cedarstrom. Have- he is saying that for informational purposes only. <laughs> all right, all right. If you, we're not going to have a big revolution, Tea Party protest, and throw our tax returns, well, we may. Out. We're just not going to be the ones. inside. we can't get the day off. That's right. I mean, thing. I got to work that day. I can't believe how busy I am now. So I'm supposed to be semi-retired. Um, but, but you talk about the IRS. 20 million Americans are soon going to be getting a letter from the IRS suggesting that they sign up for Obamacare. For the 20 million people that still have yet to do so, we. 20 million? Yes. Who the heck can afford it? Well, that's the problem. Let's, let's face it. If they could actually afford it, they would have signed up. In other words, if they were broken enough that if they signed up, they got it for free. They already signed up. And let me tell you what's even stupider. The health insurance for 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds mandatory is ridiculous. I mean, obviously, th- there are exceptions to the rule. You know, companies used to insure those. I haven't been to they, a doctor yet, yeah, pretty much. They, they so. insure them for free because they knew that they are healthy. Right. You don't need to go. There was a doctor. My mom, when we grew up, was against doctors. I mean, literally. Yeah, tough it out. You know, rub right. some dirt you on really it. You really had to be... Oh, yeah. I mean, the oh, only yeah. time I remember really going to the doctor was, well, the school won't let you go to school until you go to the doctor to get the the vaccination. Right. Right. You had to get the vaccine. Right, you had to do that. And then I got the mumps once. Even though I had been vaccinated for the mumps, I still got it anyway. Yeah, I got the measles once. I didn't go to the doctor, so... That was it. That was it. You know, you don't go. Never go, so... I mean, the money that they charge for health insurance. Now I'm older. I mean, I'm sure now. Not even now, just,
1: now the, money, risk, just the money to
0: walk into the doctor's office. Even after you pay all that money a month, then you got to go to the doctor's office. you got to pay again. Well, it's the new world. So I don't know. what well, They're going to have to do something about it. So they, you Because know, what's the IRS now? So the IRS is the collector agents for the insurance companies. I mean, it's crazy. Now they, I, I was at a real estate meeting last week. And they had said that Blue Cross Blue Shield may pull out of Arizona at the end oh, they're of the all, year. they're all pulling out. Listen, Obamacare does not work. It was never going to work. Anybody that actually believed anything that was ever said about it somehow, remember, it was going to make our health insurance less expensive. It was going to reduce the deficit. Remember that one, right? Oh, no, it's going to reduce the deficit. Really, the only thing it's really done, health care costs are skyrocketing. The deficit is skyrocketing, and now the IRS is sending out letters. Yeah, and race relations have never been worse. I mean, it's just incredible. Anyway, Teacher Glenn sent, I don't know, as you open up the website, visualizing the money. Do you see it? All yeah, the, up? With, with the, what does, and this was an older one. Uh, this was when the debt, this was going way, way back when The debt to, ceiling with, was... to 2013, when the deficit was only $16 trillion, and you had these pallets. Palette of hundred dollar bills and they're giving you a visualization what of what like. it looked like and, and we're actually uh going to uh get that out and get, hopefully get that up on the website for you i'll get it to ramon uh, i talked to glenn last night but but now you know you think within 60 days of the next president being inaugurated it's going to be Twenty trillion. Got gold. We're going to default on this debt, and they're going to change the money. And I absolutely, unequivocally guarantee it. How about that? Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I didn't say when, but I guarantee it'll happen. Yeah, if you look at this website, it shows the unfunded liabilities, and even that's old at one hundred and twenty-two trillion. But you know, it got me thinking about it. And thanks for that, Glenn. You know, you forget about Hillary. Well you hear about the unions in this country and the pensions and how they've destroyed the private unions, I mean, they've, they've busted just about every union except the government union. I mean, the Teamsters are, come on, Teamster truck drivers don't exist anymore for the most part. They've got to be rare. Now all the, the uh, truckers are paid by the mile, and they drive as fast as they can. You know, they're driving 90 miles an hour, and I'm not kidding you out here. Everybody drives fast, but it's nothing for a truck to be doing 85 or 90 fully loaded you know back when they were teamsters they were getting paid by the hour so it's like easy big fella you know the trucks are everybody now they're just wiping out people all the time and 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 hillary clinton going i can't believe i'm not 50 points ahead because of my union stance really really you know how many Teamsters and UAW workers there were when your husband signed after w- yeah. Well, listen, she knows the only people really working are government workers, so she should win that vote. Well, then you go back to Reagan. You know, Reagan was a Democrat, and he was a pro-union guy, because to be a pro-union guy, yeah, and you heard that right, I said that right, he was originally a Democrat, to be a pro-union guy, you believed that you needed, uh, you needed a line against the robber barons. <laughs> Against the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds because they'd pay you nothing if you let them, you know, for for manual labor. And they had the Industrial Revolution and they no, they weren't paying it. Henry Ford started paying people good wages, and then so you needed these unions. So this didn't right, happen. Right, and, and let's face it, they they didn't care if the job was dangerous. They weren't going to put in uh safety measures to keep people from dying on the job and cutting off their fingers and all of that stuff. Right. So I mean, be, you got to have that stuff done. Be pro union, you were a working guy, working man, for the working man. And then of course the, then you figured out well the unions were just, you know, ravaging and pillaging and then mostly now the taxpayer unions to protect yourself against the evil taxpayer. Is the ones that are the strongest ones—the police unions, the teachers unions. Listen, the, they're going to bust all of those. They're going to bust them differently. They need to, going be to bust. Well, they're going to bust them financially. Those, listen, these, this whole pension thing—it's coming unraveled. Well, at, at a pace that most of you don't even realize that it's happening. That's what got me looking into this. So you know, you think thinking, put it all together on TV. You've Got Glenn sends the website looking at the unfunded liabilities then you get to thinking about pension and social security then you look up something we haven't talked about in a long time the pension benefit guarantee corporation the pbgc which is a a u.s funded taxpayer slush fund you pay for all the busted unions for the public companies yeah and and so they private companies they still get a pension we don't have that money Man, the money wasn't there the, the the pensions failed, do you understand? But, oh, God forbid we got, you know, retired, you know, uh sewer worker or snow driver Doesn't get his pension, everybody should get it So, they get it The money's not there they, It just comes out of this black hole, it's another unfunded liability and then Hillary Clinton on TV, I was laughing You know, see, Hillary Clinton's got summarized Some are here, some are there <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Did you see that? I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> Her eyes are starting to go literally spin one way or the other, so I mean now that is creepy. So she's got a you know move one takes off. It's getting so that, a little weird, isn't it? The summer eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I made that one up last night. So I'll just yeah, that's it is getting weird. It's getting beyond weird. I think that's gonna be massive. I I think there's I hate to say this, but I think there's gonna be a huge Multi-city riot in unison across the board. I haven't figured, you know, whichever way this election goes, I really believe that the ramifications. Normally, they get the people. Well, you know, if uh, if Ron Paul gets elected, I'm leaving the country, you know, and all that. But you know, there 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 are such massive ramifications of the outcome of this that uh, that I mean, I've never seen people as emotional about it. And, and Very emotional. You are so yeah. Very little in. I, I would say like the you know usually it's the the silent majority is is the the biggest piece of it, and then you've got the, the 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 far left people and then the far right people, and most of the people are caught somewhere in the middle and can kind of go either way. Not this time. It Really seems like there's. Very few people that aren't sure, and and it's either you hate, and I mean hate, Donald Trump, or you hate, and I mean hate, Hillary Clinton. I agree. And there are two huge sections. No middle ground here. So, I don't know, I hate to say it, but I think we're going to see it. But let's face it, we live in interesting times, and we do. And you know what's even more amazing? It's almost impossible. Thank God for the Patriot Radio News Hour. Because you can't find any business news anymore. And I'm not kidding you. Turn no, on just Fox. The I'll, I'll tell you this. The business news you, you get told on Fox or CNBC or Bloomberg or, or whatever those channels are, that's what they want you to hear. Yeah. Oh, no. no. And, and even now, because everything's Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. I mean everything. Just go flip to it right now. That's all they talk about 24-7. It's a good time for them to get things done behind the scenes. Maybe we'll look in to figure out what's going on here when we get back. You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, where the blind leads the stupid every Friday at a station near you. Stay with us. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Ego Forum dedicated to keeping you informed and helping win the battle against forces that mock traditional values, deny freedom of religion, and would redefine the family.
1: Now, for Mrs. Schlafly, from the Eagle Forum Studios, here's Ryan Height. A Christian baker has decided to go to the U.S. Supreme Court to have his speech rights protected. Jack Phillips is the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop in Lakewood, Colorado. In 2014, he politely declined to make a wedding cake for two gay men because of his religious beliefs. The Colorado Civil Rights Commission, however, ordered him to make the cakes anyway and continue making cakes for gay weddings in the future he also must file quarterly reports to show his compliance. The state's Court of Appeals upheld the commission's judgment, and now the matter goes to the U.S. Supreme Court for final consideration. The facts, however, show that the gay men are not the ones being singled out in this case. The same Civil Rights Commission refused to punish three bakers last year who would not make cakes for Christians. Clearly, Only conservative views are too intolerant in the eyes of Colorado's bureaucracy. The real issue in this case is not discrimination against homosexuals. In fact, freedom of expression is what's really at stake. The First Amendment is very clear that artists cannot be forced to use their artistic talents to promote a message that they disagree with. But the Colorado Civil Rights Commission is trying to do just that, The LGBT lobby does not care about equal rights for everyone. It seems they only want rights for themselves. They will not be satisfied until everyone in the country is forced to agree with them or face legal prosecution. This is a battle for the basic constitutional rights that all Americans deserve. The First Amendment guarantees the right to free expression of religion. Free expression means the right to make choices in everyday life that follow the dictates of your faith. There is no right to have a wedding cake made by a particular bakery. If the Supreme Court follows the very clear principles of the Constitution, it will rule in favor of Phillips on this important religious liberty case.
0: Will activist judges continue to rewrite laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? Find out what you can do by reading Phyllis Schlafly's book, The Supremacists The Tyranny of Judges and How to Stop It. To download free chapters to share with your study group or to join our blog debate, go online to eagleforum.org. That's eagleforum.org. Thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Eric Cedar Schrump. It's a great day to be alive when you consider the alternatives. Talking about what's going on behind the scenes. You uh, well the the election is dominating the headlines. You're looking at the some of the economic news is getting quite alarming. You've got interest rates that uh, that are at all time lows, and you don't think they can go any lower, but they can. And I and I this to the Same issue that we have with, uh, well, the auto industry, that anyone that wants to buy a new car that uh, has a decent credit score knows that you don't pay any interest ever when you buy an automobile, which is ultimately going to happen to the housing market. It's the only way they can extend and pretend. But it's quite alarming here with, you know, interest rates that basically buy one, get one free. I mean, mortgage rates are 3% and change. And people are scratching their heads that the feds can't raise the rates and the uh, the macroeconomic events that are taking place globally are are prohibitive. And you've got mortgage applications down 7.3% at all-time low rates. You've got uh, housing starts and building permits starting to drop. Oh, existing home sales came out yesterday, or pending home sales, uh, down again. So you, you have the – in the housing market, you've got these issues starting to – Shape And, you know, ultimately, if you go back to the cars, they went to 2.9%, which was what? Unheard of. Unheard of. You know when that was? Anybody remember? That was uh, Gulf War One, when that first anomaly, people stayed home w- waiting to see where the Patriot and Scud missiles would go. Remember that? The- oh, yeah. Well, it was must TV. Right. So, you know, and it dominated the television, and somehow they said that the TV effect, they, they ended up calling it the OJ effect. Because the O.J. Simpson, you know, everybody watched that. That car sales dropped precipitously, and they needed to figure out a way to get you into the showroom. And uh, the two point nine percent during wartime was unheard of. Then it stabilized, and they tried to get it back again, and sales fell. And then they tried two point nine again, and everybody it's a yawner. And then they go, would you believe one point nine? What? And then everybody ran down and bought a new car, and then they tried that again and again until and it just went to zero. And I think you're starting to see that in in the mortgage in the mortgage markets as well. And I think that's where we're heading. Ultimately, I think they're going to have 45 to 60 year mortgages at basically almost no interest to support the decline in the currency and to cover up the the economic destruction of the money. And that's just where we're at. So. You br- you bring up something really interesting because you're 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 describing things like like cars and homes and. Then the first time they did something, it, it had a really big effect. And then the next time they did the exact same thing, it didn't work so well, so they had to do something bigger. Uh, and then that had an effect, and then they tried it again, it didn't work very well, and they had to do something bigger. Think about the debt. Exact same story. The first time we started really going into debt big time, the 80s. It felt really good. And then it blew up. And then they we, well, let's go even into more debt, and it felt felt good. I don't know about really good, but it felt good. And then it blew up. And then we said, well, now we got to go into even more debt. But every time, it feels less and less good, and it less it has less of an effect. More and more people are understanding the wisdom of debt-free lifestyle, and you know, especially people that have just been hammered. And you learn the people that paid, the people that didn't pay. Never got the letter. They all want back in again. They have to wait their seven years from their foreclosures and all that's starting again and they're all wanting to buy and the banks are forgiving them. Where the people who had to write it down and make their payments and keep working and pay and pay and pay don't want back in. Matter of fact, you're seeing, you know, I have a a real estate license in the state of Arizona and I only work with select clients. I have, that's it. I mean, I have two customers. One of them, I have two listings right now. One of them is a uh, fishing boat captain out of alaska i got a beautiful home nine hundred eighty nine thousand listed behind the gate massive shop rv garage beautiful home and then i have another listing coming up right under a million where it literally has over a half a million dollars of stonework so if you want to live if you want to live two blocks away from me give me a call you can be my neighbor we can fire shots at each other <laughs> i will i will list your home i gotta tell you that and, and, and as a realtor, I'm studying these markets. The upper end of the market, and when you talk upper end, the top end of the market up here, which in Arizona is five million plus, you know, not not a lot of activity there was, and you know I had great appreciation through the, re- the recovery here. And, you know, you're talking about a pro sports player or a or a lottery winner or uh, an attorney. Or the guy who owns the gold company up the street here. Okay. With with forty percent markup. He owns one. He owns right. a five million dollar I don't own one. No, no. Five million dollar plus homes is now they're now starting to go negative. So the top's flipped over. If uh Donald Trump gets elected and literally puts the wall, we talked about moving the wall to somewhere around Chandler. Right. So at least the, give them two Yeah. Forget the war, the Mexican-American War. Let's we'll just give them what they wanted here. You can have it. <laughs> New Mexico will right. just be Mexico. Just take that. We need to move the wall north. And, uh, but I got to tell you that I think it's going to—it's going to have massive ramifications on the real estate market if he really is going to. How many illegals are here? Does anybody know the number? You know, five million is the number they try to tell you. Oh, I, so, I, I think they are willingly now admitting eleven to 12 million. Eleven to twelve million. So it's probably closer to like twenty-four, twenty-five million. Do you understand that if, in fact, that does come to fruition, that uh, you know, you're talking about roughly, I guess, two-thirds of the population south of Shea Boulevard has to go home. I mean, you know what that do you know the real estate markets here? It's not too late. If you want to sell, call me, 480-236-3452. I only work with people that I get along with. That's the nice thing about doing that. And uh, we have a great team. Go to com. I like doing it. I like working with people that I can help. Not everybody has the ability to buy gold, but everybody has to live somewhere. And now, if you just when you thought things couldn't get worse, you know, Lake Mead is about a puddle. And the, we can't sustain the, the life out in the west here. Did you see the Salt Salt Lake now? is going dry. I've actually seen it. Isn't that have you seen the lake, or have you seen it going dry? Oh, I don't know if it was dry or not. Oh. But my brother took. My brother used to live there, so he took me out there. He bought a house from my brother. Yes, he did. That's right. That's right. Craig was his agent. Craig used to do some radio here as well. The. Uh, Anyway, the marinas are apparently uh, on the south shore are all now laying in salty sand. So the water, you know, the, the west is going dry. And of course, when you look at it, now I'm from Iowa originally, the Cedar River, just like Cedar Shrimp, C E D A R, the Cedar River in Cedar Rapids. I don't know if you know this, but Cedar Rapids got flooded like unbelievable. I mean, like, unbelievable. I forget how long ago, five, six years Yeah, five or six, yeah, I remember. Unbelievable. I was there for my sister's funeral uh, earlier this year, and uh, you can see the water lines on the buildings, which were like three floors high downtown. I mean, it's it's amazing. I mean, not just kind of. Now it's doing it again. And it just makes me wonder, in this day and age, in this day and age, in, in a global world, you know, where a butterfly flaps its wings in Beijing, and you your stock account gets wiped out, that how can we have the West going dry and Cedar Rapids being threatened to be flooded again? We'll talk about that when we get back. Patriot Radio News Hour: The Blind Leads the Stupid. Stay with us. Thanks for tuning in. It's Friday. I hope you're looking forward to a good weekend. I'm looking forward to a little football tonight. I played in that stadium in 1977 and you, Joey's grandfather played in that stadium last in 1973. Wow. How about that? And there he'll be playing tonight. That's something. Talking about the water and flooding in Iowa and and So you're taking the the flooding in the Midwest? Yeah, and the drought and the in the drought West. in the West, and then I'm taking, magnifying it by a global issue and a butterfly flapping its wings right. in Beijing. Right. That now, how in the world can the West go dry and the Midwest flood? Do you think somebody somewhere should start digging a pipeline? I mean, don't you think that this is going to make sense? I mean, here they're just going, we're not going to have any water, and the farmers are going to da-da-da. well. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, 800 miles that way, they got lots of water. Now. It we was, can build an oil pipeline. You're right, but we right. can't do a water pipeline in in what well, you know into Lake though, Mead. Are you kidding me? You would think that if it was that bad of a situation, they would have these sewers go, you know, build sewers when it does rain that they would go into the reservoirs and and whatnot. But they don't. Oh, you mean drain into them? Yeah, drain into them. Yeah, I don't think that. You need that right fresh water going in, but well, it's but rainwater. They only do that in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> And Maybe that's why we don't want They can't even get clean water So, I mean, it would just seem to me Now, we're going to need a big pump somewhere around Denver obviously. Right, right, or. get it over the mountain We've got to get it up and back But I think once it, we, pump, we pump it up to Denver Gravity will take over We should take it all the way down right. to Lake Powell Hey, go you, right and pump it right into the Colorado. Well, after you get into Lake Powell. You don't have that far to go. I mean, you know, just Lake Powell up there, then Lake Powell, run it down the Colorado. It'll go into Lake Mead, Lake Mojave. It'll head out to the Imperial Val- Valley. I mean, are you telling me nobody's looked at this? Because I absolutely guarantee you that it just can't support the amount of people that I'm, are. I'm going to tell you right now. Think about all the jobs that would create. I know the water pipeline. So, all you people listening, I want commission. <laughs> Eric's pipeline. So which, you don't solve the problem. The Bureau of Land Management's been taking land all over the place. I mean, it just stands the reason. Just running out of the Cedar River and take it into <laughs> Lake Powell. It's not that big a deal. So I mean it would take a while, but I'm sure you'd be able to pump enough, you know, if there's any excess water, which they seem to have excess water there, and we don't have any. The lakes, I mean, are horrible. Yeah, it's just been a heck of a drought. So, And then if it goes the other way, we can turn around and pump it back. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse suction! How about that? Well, you know, the uh, the Colorado runs down to the Sea of Cortez, not where Rocky Point is, but farther north. And uh, there's an estuary down there that was beautiful. I saw it in the 60s. And the water would run, you know, and this is the wetlands, you know, like you would picture something maybe like the Everglades. Well, the water doesn't get there anymore. You know, but after it gets through Vegas and it trickles down, it goes into the All-American Canal, and it heads down to Yuma and heads over to the Imperial Valley and heads south to the uh, Sea Cortez, Colorado River doesn't make it. It's all gone. All the water's gone. So now as we head into these drought levels that they're going to be uh, um, rationing to farmers, of course, you know, the well, rationing the farmers means we're going to put farmers out of And business. I talked about right, this last week. People that's are just not... what it means. Well, what it means is. Rationing the farmers. If they can what fire. nonsense is that? I know. Is that Like nonsense? the farmer, you know, I'm going to deliberately overwater my crop. This is what's going to happen. You're going to get the $100 salad. It's coming. Chef salad, 100 bucks. uh Oh, you want it on the side? Yeah, $100 at Ruth Chris. I got a salad. Oh, you are, rich. <laughs> You were really rich. I actually got lettuce and tomato on my hamburger. Uh, the trucker had to truck that water all the way from Lake Michigan to grow it <laughs> in San Diego. <laughs> so I don't get it. Here's another thing I don't get. And, I mean, these are things that just don't make any sense. Wall Street has hit how many highs? I don't know. On, on, not, on not business fundamentals, but, but on interest rates. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. You can't put your money in the bank, you got to put it in stocks. But yet, if everything's hitting the highs, how about this little headline today out of the Wall Street Journal, Friday, September 23rd? Harvard University's endowment delivered its worst investment performance since the crash of '09, and its interim chief warned in an annual report that its returns will be muted for some time to come. The 2% loss for fiscal 2016 fell short of the university's goals and contributed to a $1.9 billion drop in the value of the world's wealthiest endowment, Harvard Management Company. As the endowment is formerly known, now manages $35.7 billion It provides more than one-third of the university's operating budget. God knows they're not going to get it from football revenue. Harvard's results for the year ending June 30th reinforce the challenges facing all investors' mutual funds and endowments as they wrestle with the volatile global markets and a sustained period of low interest rates around the world. College and university endowments tracked by Cambridge Associates posted net returns of minus 2.7% while Wall Street's are setting records this year. Endowments for the University of California, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and University of Virginia were down more than 3.4%. And the S&P 500 gained 3.2% during the same period. Harvard's declined the largest since a 27.3% loss uh, during the last financial crisis. I got a question. Do any of those say 7 or 8%? I'm just asking. Yeah. Because every punch-in fund in the entire country needs at least 7.5%. I heard three. Let me tell you how you do that. Well, these are losses, not up, down. Yeah, they need 8% up. Right. That's how the business model was done. So here's how you do this, okay? Now, you take a factory in Ohio. That you bought for a hundred thousand that has no Callahan Auto. Right. There you go. Callahan Auto. We used to make brake pads here. <laughs> right. And uh, and then you just take it this year. Oh, remember we bought it. Yeah, is anybody in it? No, but let's say let's put it in our pension fund now for a hundred and eight thousand. <laughs> we got the eight percent. Problem solved. Ah. Man, i got to tell you. How does that make sense? How do you have uh, world markets setting records? You've got uh, the politicians running around telling us America is great and everything is great, but yet the people that actually are, are trying to manage and navigate the economic waters that are supposed to be the experts can't make a profit. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Joe Jakele and Eric Cedars. from This show is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. If you're a new listener... And we've piqued your interest. You can call one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two and place an order. We don't. We don't do loss leaders. Somebody's advertising silver eagles at a loss here in town. I mean, come on. You know, that's, you know why they do that? It's not. A, do yeah, they need the money. It's not a good sign. So be careful. Make sure you get them. You don't maybe, get them in your hand. Maybe the next gold dealer that bites the dust. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy to do this. So. But we work with everybody. We've been straight, clean, honest, the tight ship. You and Sarah and Homer and, and Wendy are doing a great job. I like coming in on Fridays. All right, I'll let you come in next week. Thank you. I'm going to get fired any day now, especially for this. Uh, my buddy is having a yard sale at his house. He says he has antique paintings today. 3232 East Buckhorn. Tell him Eric sent you, <laughs> Rich. He's like 900 years old. singer Rich. Rich, yeah. Uh, We're yeah. now pumping his yard sale. Yes, antique paintings. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if he painted them in high school, trust me, they're antiques. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know for a fact this guy's got some leisure suits. I don't know if he'll part with them. Yeah, no, those are probably, but they'd probably be worth a lot of money, you know, in case they decide to reshoot Love Boat. <laughs> <laughs> Rich with a mic Bo- and the lounge. Boogie Nights 2. Boogie Nights. Right, no, he's your guy. He's your guy. He, looks, he cleans up good in the leisure. Right? Suit. He's a good singer. I heard him sing, so. You know, well, okay. (laughs) He's probably listening. What are the markets doing? A quick look here. The Dow is down 75 points, so it's year-to-date gains. uh, Not looking as good as they were the other day. Uh, 18,320. That's probably the other story. You know, you think about it, the Dow started the year like 17.8 or 17.9. So it really, it's not like it's really gone a whole lot, even with... Let's face it. Interest rates at a quarter of a point. Uh, Gold's down a dollar at thirteen hundred thirty-nine dollars. Silver's down twenty-five, well, twenty-four cents. Well, nineteen dollars eighty cents. Gold's up thirty percent for the year. Just a little bit. Okay. How about that? Silver the same. Silver, copper. Were you doing rhodium? Rhodium. Oh, by the way, I haven't told anybody. Uh, if, If for those of you that did buy the rhodium. Uh, it's been on a nice little tear. Uh, six, it's now up to $635. Uh, told everyone it what, was a 590 Yeah, no, I, you peaked my Buy interest it all. On that. I was listening to Buy that. all I'm you saying. can. Yeah, you're going to be What's glad you did. What's the previous market high? Oh, God, rhodium has been up. by $8,000 or 9000 No. Yeah, well, because there's only two places in the world you can get it. What do they do with it? Uh, it is actually used, believe it or not, uh, in concert with platinum and palladium. It's like the bonding agent uh, in platinum and palladium and the catalytic converters and all of that stuff. I'll be doing, it. Um, and then there's some of it's in jewelry, but but primarily uh, it is used in a lot of the applications that involve platinum. And well, palladium. people used to ask for it, you know, highly highly reflective when you shine it up. And I never handled any of it because you know I I didn't. Well, no one really ever minted it up until, like, right, three or four years ago. People used to call and go, I want rhodium. I'm yeah. like, you know, they were buying rhodium. As a matter of fact, there's a, a mint in England, and I and and I should say, a, I guess, a metals fabricator or a men, uh, company that makes uh, bars, and, and that's what it is. These are rhodium bars. Can you get any? I'm going to say probably not today. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe some next week. We'll see. tally Tally-ho! From England, England Rhodium Show. Hey, God bless everybody. Thanks for allowing me in your lives. And Joe, we appreciate all the support here. You guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Take care.